Okay, welcome back to the Game Dev Breakdown Podcast. My name is Todd Mitchell, and that makes that over there, John Scheiber. How you doing, pal? Welcome back. Man, I'm feeling good. Uh, sickness had taken down the household for a while. Flu-like symptoms started with daddy, and I was the outbreak monkey this time. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> but you're uh, bounced back now. You you look like you're feeling better. Oh, man. In a lot of ways, it's it's good. Very nice. I took this opportunity to flee the state. So I'm now across <laughs> the river in Missouri in my new, uh, well, temporary, uh, we'll call it a workspace. And you can see yeah. pretty much the whole thing in frame. This is this is 100% of the square footage of the place. And uh, <laughs> it, it's it's easy to get discouraged, but we're uh, powering through. We got our eyes on the prize. And we'll be in the new house before you know it. And I promise to people following along, when the new uh, studio room is ready, it's going to be well worth it. Like it's going to be very cool. So that's awesome, man. That's that's really cool. I can't wait to take a look at that. So yeah, we went through the whole move thing last week. That is uh, always a nightmare. Oh yeah, no <laughs> one wants to do that ever. You and I have helped some of the same friends move, and it doesn't matter how prepared you are, what sort of plan you have. Moving is always hideous. Terrible. I don't like it. It's one of my least favorite activities. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I feel your pain. We both had an interesting couple of weeks. Oh, man. It, it's it been wild. There's been a lot of, uh, I don't know, challenging stuff, and there's been a lot of really good stuff. This last week, um, my, one of my freelance projects went live, which I can talk about now. I got to contribute to a VR project for Lenovo, and it is now on display at the Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. So that's... That's incredible. I know, man. It was a super fun project. The whole thing is, um, it's like a, a VR tour through a, a wind turbine in at like a wind farm. That's awesome. Yeah. And it goes through several scenes. I don't actually know what all made the final cut of this thing because some, some parts were behind. There were a lot of moving pieces and a lot of people working on the project, but I, I developed most of the interactions for the thing and I've seen people use it in videos on Facebook and Twitter and it's such a thrill, like it's such a cool feeling to see that stuff out there. So not bad for a freelancer gig for a studio under a studio under a client. Like I feel I feel really excited about that. So I'll, I'll try to retweet a couple things. You can take a look. I mean, I mean that's a awesome thing. I mean that's that's super cool, man. I, I I tell you the the freelancing stuff has really taken me some places I never thought I'd get to go. So man, it's it's a just a super cool thing. That in mind, also talking next week to Microsoft about uh, my trip to GDC, where we'll get some more great content out there for listeners. So excited Absolutely. about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so cool, man. Yeah, un- unbelievable. It's it's hard to believe it's for real. And it's now it's coming up fast. So a couple of weeks, we're going to be uh, hitting the road, the road. <laughs> yes. Man, that's that's going to be exciting. So you, there's going to be a mobile podcast on site. Yeah, it it well, it's funny. It's going to be a Microsoft thing, and I'm going to have to take my MacBook to record on. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there was some there was some discussion about like um, anybody uh, around their their booth will have to have a Microsoft T-shirt on. I'm like. This might look weird. <laughs> <laughs> this might look weird. We're at a point where in my call, I'm probably going to have to uh, bring it up. Like, um, <clears throat> just want to put this out there. Maybe it's cool. Maybe it's not. I <laughs> I record on a MacBook. It's my only only laptop. I don't know what else to do. You should uh, you should put one of those Calvin P 
peeing on stickers on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what i should do they would be so happy no they probably <laughs> i'm probably more worried about it than they are um actually i've i've been to a couple of conferences that are partially sponsored by microsoft in the past uh st louis has an event called days of net so if you're in the net development world they've got really cool stuff there's actually some game dev stuff that goes on there every year and several years i've gone for work because it's one of the biggest development things in the area and uh, you know people are slinging apple products and windows products and everybody's just all happy together it's just a big big giant positive uh environment and uh i, I wouldn't expect anybody to think anything more of it than i have already so yeah so that is coming up you want you want to talk about PUBG right now you want to take a minute and do that i think this might be a time for a um public service announcement i'll put in some soft music underneath this later <laughs> a public service announcement by john Scheiber. I, I I have to issue a, a formal apology. Oh, oh wait a minute, half apology. A half <laughs> apology. Blue, a half apology to Blue Hole. Um, when they when they went to this one point oh update, it my game has run a lot better and I can actually have fun with it. And I have to say, now that I can play it, um, at least most of the way that it was intended to, I wonder now if some kind of ignorance on my part of graphic settings for an optimized game caused me to have a poor experience, but I also feel like I shouldn't have had to figure that out. No. Anyways, 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 anyways. <laughs> this is supposed to be a partial apology. Yeah. Um, it functions in a way that I, I have to say, man, it has some mechanics in there, and I, now that I understand it and can play it, that make me appreciate it. And it's okay. going it, it to... Is, it is coming around to a game... That I would recommend to people, and I will say that I endorse um, if it continues. But they need to do it quick because uh, there's some really interesting battle royale games around the corner. Um, I don't know if you saw the one that is a uh, blatant challenge to PUBG. No, I don't think so. It's called Maverick's Proving Grounds. It's going to be 400 players. That's pretty blatant yes (laughs) so that's going on you need to finish your game before somebody accidentally makes it better anyways (laughs) we should put one together called um conflict land conflict conflict lands um (laughs) hold on a minute let's see they use proving battle um conflict lands i don't know (laughs) resolution fields yes exactly (laughs) resolution fields when um when I was on Reddit, and we'll talk about why I was on Reddit in a moment, I saw PUBG come up, and I saw one of your favorite topics in the world come up, and I had to, to jot this down in my notes. This guy on Reddit has joined... He did what you like to do. He joined a Flat Earth discussion group on social media and submitted... I'm a- part of two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I just read the stuff because it's just like, what in the world? He submitted a post to this thing, and it says, Took this pic yesterday while overlooking the Black Sea. Able to see for at least, like, 50 miles. Where is the curve? And it's a screenshot of PUBG. <laughs> on on one side, it's just cropped in so you can see the water in the sky, and it's just all flat lines. And on the other side, it's... I'm going to uh, pull this up on the screen for anyone watching the, the YouTube feed. 
it, on the other side, it's a zoomed out screenshot of PUBG with you can see the player aiming the gun off the island, you know. <laughs> and it, That's incredible. His uh, post, his post on I guess Twitter says, "You guys, my post in this flat Earth discussion group got approved. I'm crying." <laughs> and and you can just see in the bottom somebody uh, comments on on the group post, and it says, "Where is the curve?" And the person says, "Non-existent." Non-existent. <laughs> I I don't know if I should feel bad about making fun of those people or not. Like it's as I've as I've said, I I do think very strongly that it's sort of a mental problem when you uh, really break break it down. Like belief in that kind of thing is sort of it sort of goes hand in hand with uh, psychological issues. So actually, I don't feel great about that. It's just that what he did here is very funny. It is. Um, you know, and you, and and not to just talk about flat earthers, but. At the same time, you made an interesting statement. And no, just like another com- five, ten minutes and we'll move on. <laughs> and to kind of complete that, um, it's kind of like that, you know, that kid that always needed to know something secret. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the kind of I've been relating issues in adults to kids that I didn't like when I was growing up. And yeah. uh, it's yeah. paying off because <laughs> that's the kid that that reminds me of. A kid that always had to know the secret, like, and he would just make up stuff sometimes and. Yeah, that's the kind of vibe I get from those people. If they're real, they're probably just mega trolls, and I don't know. I think, yeah, to their credit, a lot of them are are being ironic and trying to be funny and stuff. But they, uh, even they should not mess with the other people who are really just swallowing this stuff whole. Like it's it's sad to watch. Yeah. Anyways, games. PUBG. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to take a PUBG. Few, yeah, PUBG. Um, I want to take a few minutes to talk about some community stuff because a couple of cool things are going on. I heard from our buddy Scott from Anderson, Indiana again, and um, I I want to give people credit when they do the thing that no one does for either of us ever, which is follow our advice. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We talk about this all the time. Like people complain about stuff or ask these questions and stuff. We we do our best to answer those things and uh, no nobody listens, but... Scott listened. He he came to us and was asking about great ways to get involved in game development, how to pick an engine, and we talked about this a couple of shows ago. Um, you, my s- suggestion, in, in a nutshell, was to come up with an idea, something you wanted to do, and try some very basic version of it in two or three different things that you're th- considering: Unity, Unreal, uh, Game Maker, what have you. And he has uh, started this comparison. He's taking notes on the differences he's noticing between um, Unreal and Unity from a complete newbie perspective. And he sent me his notes, and and it it's really good. He's like noticed some great stuff that I've I've seen some of it. What he's talking about, and some of it seems like great stuff to keep in mind. And we're gonna try to put a version of that up on uh, CodeWriteplay.com. So cool. people can check that out, and he's going to maybe make this an ongoing thing for us. And uh, it'll, it'll be all credit to him. Like, that was completely his idea to do that, and I love it. I, I absolutely love that idea, and I'm excited that uh, we can help him take that to the people, you know? That is really cool. Thank you for that. That's incredible. Yeah. That yeah. A, that's a great idea. That I thought that was a great idea, and the notes he's taken are intricate and awesome, so I think that's going to be great, and you and I are going to be talking about some project stuff here later in the show, and uh, we're going to incorporate just a little bit of that, and I think hopefully that'll help some people as well. There's uh, one other community thing. I noticed we had um, sort of an uptick in hits. We our, our audience is growing and our play count is growing, 
But we got an extra little jump, and that usually tells me that uh, we've been linked to from somewhere or, uh, you know, just appeared on social media somewhere or whatever. So I try to track those things down, see what's working, you know. And I found that we got posted in a uh, list of... Uh, this this was a Reddit list that went up. The user's name is Game Dev Seal, like Baby Seal, and he put together <laughs> he put together a video and an article about eight game development podcasts to fully immerse yourself in learning game dev. And uh, we were number three on that list, and and I really thought that was awesome. That's incredible. Yeah, so we're we're in a video about that, which I'll uh, post around, and also on that Reddit post. And you know my thoughts on Reddit. It's it's like a secret room that's either full of new friends or angry bees. <laughs> so, so I uh, I I sort of cringed, but and I glanced at the comments, you know. But it, it was totally cool. Everyone was very nice, and uh, no one said anything like super specific about us. So I. I Came away from that feeling good about myself, and I even left a post telling them, for those interested in strictly game development stuff, start at the shows that are, like, after the first of the year. Like, that's sort of when we stopped doing the experimental, like, news and reactions to things and smack talk and uh, uh, making poopy jokes about PUBG. And we moved (laughs) on to almost strictly game development and marketing and uh, just production, this and that. So... Welcome aboard, anybody who's just checking us out for the first time. Love that. Uh, it's cool. It's cool to have some stuff on Reddit and be able to reach out to those guys because that's a, obviously the game dev uh, subreddit is huge. Tons of users and great posts there. I would recommend people check that out if you like to read about uh, these topics and sort of commune with your brethren. Our game dev is a pretty good subreddit to check those things out. We appreciate that, uh, game dev seal. Here's looking at you, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, see you guys around podcast town. There it is. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's super cool, too. Just having fun, doing the thing, getting it done. That's all it is. And and one of the first things people comment on when they talk about our show is like, it's not consistently released, and that's absolutely true. Like, (laughs) if, if if I had to really go back and, like, get out a calendar and look at the days we've released shows, it's probably about every 10 days or so lately. And uh, that's that's not anything. That's just <laughs> week and a half, you know. So yeah. uh, we're we're gonna try to do better. And I think with this next thing, we're gonna start picking up. I think we might be able to do something maybe approaching twice a week here soon because I think it's something we're both gonna get really hooked on, and uh, people will probably want to follow along as well. And and uh, what we want to do, just to jump right into it, is we want to start doing development projects together that we can uh, talk about on the show, uh, maybe stream some development sessions on like Twitch or uh, YouTube also has the functionality to do it. But we want to take types of games that we want to make and we want to just work on simple versions of them, go through uh, techniques, talk about stuff, learn together. Like we're not going to have this super intricate plan so it doesn't look like a tutorial where you're like, well, what was your thought process? Like I want to present the thought process to the people who are watching. No, and and I'm so excited about this plan because as a total noob still, it's going to be great to, you know, get get in there and really start messing with it with somebody that's uh, familiar. That's always fun to do, you know, like yeah. you get your foreman and your apprentice. Yeah, exactly. The, <laughs> yes. the comparison I made earlier was this old house. I called it the this old house model mm-hmm. for uh, any of our viewers who are old enough to be familiar with that. Good hey, old Norm. Bob, good old Bob Vila. 
buddy norm uh yeah it's, the idea is we'll we'll pick different projects we'll go through it we'll talk about what we had to do what's working what's hard you know and hopefully when we get confident about this we can start maybe bouncing around engines and trying new things and uh just just putting I, ourselves in that position that people are in like i don't know how to do this and i need to find out how to do this like that's what i want to capture if that yeah. makes sense so um whatever we have to do to put ourselves in uncomfortable situations uh, we're both pretty good at that as grown-ups, so we'll do that, and we'll we'll present it to you. So, yeah, no, no, absolutely, and I, and it'll help me and and other people too. That when you look at um, like we've discussed in previous episodes, when you look at Unity literature, and it doesn't match the current version, and you're brand spanking new at it, you're like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, and so, you know, that that would be a neat thing to see, you know, some current information out on that. I'm sure some exists, but yeah, the more the merrier. We're, we're always talking about the best way to learn, um, you know, if you've chosen an engine, like the best way to learn how to use it efficiently. And sometimes there's not a really clear answer because like we've talked no. about, books can't keep up with it. The publishing process takes too long and you're already at least two versions behind if you're talking about Unity or Unreal. Um, yes. Maybe something stopped being supported altogether. Like if you were an old XNA developer, uh, there's tons of stuff that just goes by the wayside. And uh, this has been a topic on Twitter lately, too. Like, video stuff is great. This was kind of an interesting side discussion that somebody said, uh, we spend so much of our time talking to kids and especially little girls about, like, hey, if you wanted to, you could get involved in this. Like, you could become a game developer. And, you know, we try to celebrate, you know, women and STEM and all this stuff. Um, science, technology, engineering, math. Is that STEM? Um, but yeah, yeah, I think so those those uh more technical jobs and somebody said like there aren't a whole lot of good like female um tutorial hosts and like youtubers who do this stuff and and i i sort of had to like question my own thoughts about that i thought like would I, as a parent would i rather teach my kid like just go find whoever knows the most and, and listen to them and follow that and I, ultimately i came down like yeah i probably would feel that way but that was just to, to demonstrate that people are, are really grasping at the best ways to learn and comfortable ways to learn and, and just what works the best for each individual person. Yeah, a lot of times it is it is a sort of sharing of the internal struggle, and I, I'm getting a little artsy-fartsy, I guess, but um, it, it is uh, teaching you how to think, I think, is the most important thing you can do for anybody, like giving you the tools to find your own way. When I, when I was in tech school, that was, you know, it's, I went for a two-year associate's degree, and they said that all the time. Like, we only have time to teach you how to teach yourself. And we did very technical stuff along the way, but mostly it was a process of, like, here's how to go out and find it. Here's how to apply it. You know, here's how to remember it or, or simplify it or whatever. Meet people where they are. Make them confident and make them comfortable, and I'll, I'll move along together. That's I want it to feel like a community thing and if we create an army of more efficient people awesome yeah you know what i mean oh yeah it, this is great great idea i'm excited for it i was looking at unreal um after we talked about it on the on the podcast as a matter of fact i started to research unreal i got super excited looking into that um it seems incredible i mean it's, it's just cool, yeah. it's just such an awesome world of tools and a different way for humans to be artistic that i'm excited to go on a journey with the listeners through. So I'm thrilled. Um, 
to be a part of it and to contribute to it in any way. It's just going to be super, super fun. Yeah, that was the other thing. Like, we're probably going to start our first project in Unity just because it'll be a way for me to sort of um, be effective and make sure you, you are feeling comfortable and effective as well. And then I thought it might be fun for the for the first one to see how easily we could port that over to Unreal. And then we could go through some of our buddy Scott's notes and see, you know, what we thought about that and how easy or difficult it might be for people at different levels. Whatever comes up, whatever we decide on and want to do, like that's the important part is it's got to be stuff we're interested in doing and and then we'll do it. You know, it's it'll be easy for us to jump behind the mic for 30 minutes or an hour and uh, get on Twitch or YouTube or put another podcast out and let people know what we're doing. So Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> a, a silent <laughs> nod from John. <laughs> I said something just very gently. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, the quiet storm. <laughs> the uh, the first project we talked about doing was we we picked this because it's Unity's most notorious tutorial, and it's called Rollaball. It's like the hello world <laughs> yeah. of, of Unity tutorials. And uh, anybody who's tried to learn Unity has probably gone through Rollaball, but I thought we could start with the, the tutorial, use their techniques to uh, get, get established in the editor, and then we could use it to make our own Marble Madness type game. Um, a version of Trials, the dirt biking game, did this at one time. They've got bonus levels where you push the ball through all these crazy mazes and, and whatevers and stuff. But I thought it'd be a lot of fun to make a, like a new take on Marble Madness for the modern era, because that was always a really fun game to me. I played that a lot growing up and it's based on it. Well, ours will be based on very simple physics and stuff. We can take very simple mechanics and really have a lot of fun with like pretty easily. So I thought that'd be a good jumping in point. And you seemed like you were excited about that too. So you think that's a good idea? Absolutely. Because I used to play the actual game. Do you remember the games people had with the wooden board and like on the paddles? yeah yeah and then and then that and then later on you know they started making that and uh for the video games and stuff so yeah i didn't like those like i didn't want to bring anything into the house that my grandma might like beat the shit out of me with (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) yeah dude that's real i mean i can't count how many times i've been hit with hot wheel tracks (laughs) (laughs) you've said that to me before i love i love my grandmother dearly i always will but like she whipped that ass when it it oh man she was one of the only adults who ever like hit me on a fairly regular basis i probably had it coming i don't know oh we totally did absolutely i mean i remember being a little boy and knowing exactly that i wasn't supposed to do it and just wanted to do it to see what i could get away with or to see what would happen and as an adult it never went away i've always been very well behaved around my grandmother yeah you got to be you got to be hashtag parenting (laughs) it's awesome man i love it you know it's it's a great experience but man, I'm I'm so excited to get back into it. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, recently, here on my end, along with playing um, PUBG, uh, to to go back into that for a second. That game has some really really interesting mechanics. If you are into realistic uh, gunplay, that I yeah. um, I didn't I didn't really bother to learn until I could play the game. And um, because of that, now it's like okay. I can respect what's going on there. So I've, I've been playing a little bit of that lately. I've been trying to play more games. And then I just picked up Vermintide 2, so it's a Warhammer game. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Was that part of the Humble Monthly deal? Um, I don't know. No, you said you bought it separately, I thought. Yeah, yes, yeah. 
Because yeah, I just got I, one of those games in the, the monthly deal. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, they had the RTS-style one, I think is what they just gave us. Someone knows this, and they're listening to it now, like, you guys are both wrong. <laughs> oh, yes, probably. I'm sorry to that person. Like, I should pay more attention to this, because, we, you know, we pay for it. <laughs> right? But, man, you know what? Hey, I don't hardly check that thing, which is shame on me. But I will tell you what. I go look at my library from that on there, and I'm like, what in the heavens? Do you have yours I, hooked up to, like, unlock in your library automatically somehow? No. Can you do that? No, I don't think so. You, you just Man, look I at wish. your... Your yeah, yeah, I just go on. Yes, I just go okay. and log on to the Humble, and then I go in there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have another copy of Dirt Rally, yeah. <laughs> and I have Tomb Raider, and I have uh, NBA 2K17, and I've got the Worms games, and I've got, yeah. it's like, what the crap? It's I was, awesome. I was so excited <laughs> about getting uh, Civilization Six and all the DLC and all that stuff, so that that was my jumping on point, yeah, that was an exciting time. That's so cool, man. I can't just can't believe how amazing that is for pure value in a subscription-based thing. Yeah. Man, I I highly and humbly, in my humble opinion, <laughs> we get, get that them on 12 board bucks as, a month. We need to get them on board as advertisers. That'd be nice. We should because I will talk about them every show. I I've love never, that deal. <laughs> I've never heard them officially advertised anywhere except directly by themselves. But, man, that, that'd be awesome. They, they really don't need it, but... Uh, I'm going to no. edit that out. They do need it. They desperately need yes. us to, to yep. advertise. Yes. Yep. Yep. So Vermintide 2, and it's um, a co-op. It's like Left 4 Dead meets Diablo, Skyrim. Um, that's the way I saw it described. That's and when you, a great description. Exactly. And when you watch it, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I like it. Class-based. Uh, looks good. It's a co-op thing. You friends or randos. But the community said uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty good community, not very toxic, so I'm, I'm interested in that. Usually the non-competitive games tend to have a little more docile environment, you know. That's true. I, that's why I like to play Killing Floor 2 still sometimes, because it's oh, just a little, it's a little more docile. I, um, saw, than, I saw you logging on to that the other night while I, was, I played a little bit of Elite. Now I'm stuck yeah. on Elite again. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and Killing Floor, I had to bring it back every now and then. It's just brutal um and fast and fun when i just want to get to like the boss battle in a first person yeah. shooter you just want that part of the game that's what yeah. it is no story nothing just boss battle anything that grabs you long term like that is awesome i'm totally into that speaking i, I don't want to totally derail us but speaking of physics long-term gameplay and um shooters did you see this article about halo reach I only saw it. I didn't look at it. And normally I would give you more detail, but there's probably only one article going around about Halo Reach right now. Because this is like, God, like a decade old, close to it. Um, So anyway, these these guys have been working on this exploit for Halo Reach for like seven years. And (laughs) this is cool from a game development perspective because... The way Halo Reach works is some of the cutscenes are not pre-rendered and like included as video files. They're included in the game, and um, the game engine sort of acts it out in real time. So they'll ha- they have a couple of um, locations that are not actually playable in the game at all. So they're kind of floating out in the middle of nowhere, like outside the maps, or you know, off to the side of the maps. And when it's time. Players are, are placed in, in that scene. They're moved around by the engine. And, you know, dialogue and sound, whatever plays. And then the cutscene's over. And they, they are transported to a map where the next level starts. 
So what these guys did was they've spent years and years trying to get into this one environment that was not playable in the game. They called it the destroyed science wing. They've finally found a way to get there and it involved all these crazy physics exploits. Like the video was very entertaining. At one point they have all these floating ghosts lined up like the motorcycle type vehicle thing you see on youtube they're like just jumping from ghost to ghost as as the <laughs> ground is like disappeared underneath them and they start to like fall and they just bounce from one to the next and the next it's incredible that they figured this out and that they found a way to get near it like it, it's the coolest thing and it, it was really interesting to think about the way the game was put together in that light like yeah there is some other youtube series where you can um you can watch people just sort of break engines and look around at how the developers did different things and find the hidden like textures that are stored away under a table or, you know, just different stuff like that. I love stuff like that. I yeah. think a lot of people would watch that and go like, why would I ever care about this? But I'm, I'm a fan of those things. Yeah. No, it's, it's just neat to see the, the traces of humanity yeah. on, on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can, you can definitely, I see and identify that intentionality of certain things. So it's entertaining. Yeah, that that's out there. I would I used to say like, oh, I'll put this in show notes, but one I usually didn't do it. And two when I did do it, nobody ever looked at it. So it's tweet me, I'll I'll find you a link. I don't care. You got you got to learn what's 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 needed, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Man, we uh, bounced right through all the stuff we wanted to talk about tonight. We're going to sort of cut the show off right a half an hour because uh from here we're going to go on to work on our project, our uh, Marvel Madness Rollerball Mania game. And I think we're going to have a blast with that. And we're going to talk about, like, we'll, we'll update about what we decide to do, where we decide to work on it, and when, what's, what kind of schedule. And uh, we'll take it from there. I, I'm hoping this becomes a thing, and I'm hoping people enjoy it, because I am very excited. I agree. So, uh, anything else from you? No, man. I had a good time, and I'm interested to... Just see what happens to the marble madness. For uh, those of you just joining us, welcome. For those of you who haven't yet, you can subscribe to the Game Dev Breakdown podcast on iTunes, Google Play. Check us out at SoundCloud.com, and we have a shiny, beautiful, new spanking shiny clean uh, YouTube channel where we put up a video version of the show. We, we get a little bit of activity over there too, so feel free to uh, watch that so you can see my cool uh, kitchen and John's cool guitars. We have a lot of yes. fun stuff in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, I have an amp sitting right there. <laughs> Elf camera. But that's it, so uh, thanks man and we'll uh, pick it up soon for uh, my buddy John Scheiber and for Code Right Play. My name is Todd Mitchell. Thanks everybody. We'll talk to you real soon.